Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Oh, is this going to be a ton of fun? This is going to be huge, Everett. Huge. Huge. And it's great to be here with such a terrific person. I mean, you are just a, a great, terrific person. A terrific person who, who is terrific. Okay, anyway, I, I, uh, enough of the silliness. Let's get right into today's topic. Let's talk about the way... Now, as we're recording this in the latter part of March 2016, we've already seen nine months of Donald Trump making mincemeat of all the uh, lifetime politicians and others uh, through the primary season. And one of the ways he did it, one of the main ways, really, and everyone talks about it a lot, but let's get into how it relates to a business owner, is this whole masterful playing of the media by Donald Trump. Like, uh, he's been doing this his whole life, but let's discuss specifically how he's done it er since he declared his candidacy. So what's some of the ways or some of the... Uh, uh, let's, give, let's start with one example of how he plays the media. Well, I, I think that um, uh, uh, what's... He's always, he's always been controversial. But one of the biggest things that he's always done, and, it, and he's done it over and over and over again, um, with the people who he had a sense were, were ready to get out of the race, is that he picks fights with them, right? So there's, uh, uh, you know, most recently, Rubio dropped out of the race. But if you go back over the last six weeks or so, he's, he's been brutal, uh, little Marco, as he calls him. Um, and, and he's just picked fights with him, and the press eats that stuff up. I mean, they, they just love it. Um, so he picks fights with people. It's controversial. Um, the press pay, uh, the press picks up on it. They give it a ton of uh, uh, a ton of attention because it's uh, 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 because it's the kind of it's the type of thing that people want to see, right? I mean, that's, uh, the the public at large wants to see that type of thing, and because he's able to do that, because he's able to play the press, he has to spend a lot less money because he gets a lot of coverage that that the other candidates just don't get. And he doesn't have to go against them with equal time laws and, and all this kind of stuff. He doesn't have to worry about any of that because the press can do whatever they want. They can cover whatever they want to cover. So they're not covering issues. They're covering what he wants them to cover because he's picking a fight. And that fight that he's picking is, um, uh, 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 you know, is, is what people want to see. All right, so we got a couple of things there. Let's t take them one at a time. First thing is mm -hmm. controversial. I mean, for those that are familiar with Trump's career or read his books, you know, he's talked about that for decades, that the media loves controversy. You know, we all know that inherently. I mean, we, don't, we all know that, uh, you know, we never see a headline on the news, man lives, um, right. house doesn't catch fire, um, <laughs> you know, no shooting on Main Street tonight, film at 11. Like, uh, the press loves controversy, loves anything that's dangerous or deadly or controversy or, uh, you know, outrageous. press loves all that. So the first thing is Trump. And I, I think, you know, going back to his declaration speech, where I think it comes from Trump just shooting from the hip and not even using a teleprompter, he's getting right out there and, you know, you know started talking about... Uh, 
we got to build a wall because Mexico, and then he, you know, says outrageously, ridiculously, uh, because Mexico is sending in their rapists or something right. nonsensical like that. And then, of course, the media just caught fire with such a controversial comment. Absolutely. So how does this relate to a business owner? Let's say I'm an attorney. I'm not just going to sit there and, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, shoot a video, put it on YouTube and go, uh, you know, judges are all jerks. I mean, what am I, you know, how does that relate? What, how, you know, I'm a criminal attorney and, uh, you know, criminals are all, what would be controversial? Mur- I love murderers. Murderers are great. <laughs> and so call me. I mean, how, how does it relate to a business owner? What can we do that can uh, be similar to Donald Trump using this co- being controversial to play the media? I, I have a perfect answer for you in the realm of, uh, of attorneys because I happen to have a friend who's a foreclosure attorney. Um, and he became a foreclosure attorney when foreclosures became a big deal back in 2009, 2010. Um, uh, you know, it had already been a big deal for about a year, and he kind of caught the wave. But... Uh, He's gotten a ton of media, and the way he does it is uh, is because he refers to he never talked about a banker. He talked about the banksters and the white shoe banksters attorneys who uh, who he goes in and 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 he paints everything as David David versus Goliath. Now, meanwhile, he's got a thirty person firm, right? I mean, he's like he's built this huge firm and he's doing millions of years in fees. And I mean, he's very fair and he is extraordinarily good. But the way he paints everything in all of his social media and all of his blog posts, um, it uh, 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 it paints everything as if he's David versus Goliath, and the and the banks are thieves, and they're 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 gangsters, they're banksters, they're not bankers, and they're uh, and the white shoe attorneys. I mean, you can almost see when you start reading this stuff. And he's not a professional copywriter. He's a, you know he just kind of you know gets it. Um, you can see when he starts reading this stuff, he's. Uh, 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 he he he! Uh, you can almost see the the image of the you know of the the, the scumbag attorney who's sitting behind his desk, chuckling with the fat cat banker with his big uh, cigar, at, laughing about how they're stealing the houses from little old ladies all over. The I mean, it's great stuff. Um, but because sure, of that, I mean, we're not suggesting at all that anybody we're going to talk about is professional copywriter, unless somehow we're talking about the profession of copywriting, like Trump right. or attorney or a doc, nobody's a professional copywriter. But uh, I guess if somebody was a professional copywriter, they would want to write like you're talking about that guy or like Trump talks. So exactly. this common enemy, this picking out a common enemy that your target market, the people you want to attract, will gel around you. Uh, if there's a lot to be said for the, the best uniter is a common enemy. And speaking of it's like another topic for another podcast, but we'll get into how Trump will be going after Hillary in uh, general as we go on, because he'll be looking to unite. The right now, in in large part thanks to him, uh, totally disjointed, discombobulated Republican Party, and the main way to do that is to say, look, you've got a common enemy. A common so enemy. for every business owner, we've got to find a common enemy. Now, here's the good news. It doesn't have to be a person like Trump goes after people. You mentioned Little Marco or Lion Ted or this or that or Low Energy Jeb or, you know, every right. single one of his... His opponents, whether it's in business or in politics, 
is he, he vilifies a person, and most business owners not only are going to be, I think, rightfully shy to do that, but it's not necessary because a common enemy can be, well, you mentioned, for a foreclosure attorney, it can be the general term, the banksters. It right. can be well, the enough. government. It can be uh, the economy. It can be uh, the big businesses. They're, they're like a, a little hardware store in town can just say, you know, the big chain hardware stores and can make an, en- make an enemy and really vilify uh, something that you want to stand against, and that can gel your audience. Am I right? Absolutely, 100% right. And that selling against the enemy is uh, uh, is a wonderful way of, uh, as you say, gelling your audience and creating a bond with them. Uh, but it's also a great way to get publicity, right? Because well, because I mean, that's the topic we're talking about here. Is uh, I'm glad you brought it back to that. Is to play the media. Media loves controversy, and if you're going to be out there speaking against something, whether it is a person or an institution or anything, you're, you are, have a possibility of getting attention, where if you are, let's go back to that foreclosure attorney, and you just put up a series of, uh, of YouTube videos or blog podcasts or blog posts or whatever, just saying, hey, I can help you, I have low fees, I get the job done quickly, I've been in business 32 years, uh, you know, I'm licensed and bonded, all the nonsense that local business owners think people care about, that all disappears, and good luck getting any attention from the media. So what we're talking about is pick a common enemy, be controversial, that's one way to play the media, get, get the attention from the media. I'll give you an example of a way in a uh, in, in a previous business I had a way that I got on local TV. Um, so this is we were talking about professional services with with attorneys. I I used to own a contracting company and uh, a roofing company in particular in Florida, and there was a big storm coming in. So I sent out uh, a press release to um, I, I don't remember how many, but I quick wrote up a quick press release about. Um, all the thieving, door-knocking, storm-chasing uh, roofing companies that come in and steal money from homeowners because they, you know, they, do, they don't do a good job and then they're gone and you can't get in touch with them and there's no warranty. And uh, uh, I fired that out to, I don't know, half a dozen TV stations. Well, I actually got a call from a TV station. What had happened is the, the press release made it, to, uh, uh, made it to a TV station. That person didn't think it was right for them, but passed it on to another friend of theirs who was a reporter for a different TV station, and that, that reporter did like it, got it in, and uh, we got some local TV coverage off of, uh, you know, off of, of a little controversy behind people getting, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, storm chasers. Well, there you so, go. So you are yeah, preying off of the local the Florida person, uh, you know, going way back to the carpetbaggers, going way back to the Yankees coming down from the north to take money out of your pocket. And so that's a common enemy that right. people in that market could, could gel around. Why give your money to a stranger who's just coming down to take advantage of you? He's not setting up a business here. He's not going to spend his money in this community. He's not a part of the community like I am. He's a stranger, and he's got one thing in mind, and it's not you. He's just coming down to take your money, blah, 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 blah. This being exactly. you know, very controversial. Now, here's the thing. When you, when you come up with this, quote, controversial topic, 
the irony of it is that it's not actually controversial to your target audience. It's controversial to the press, but it's extremely in line with everything your target audience is thinking, and that's what Trump is so brilliant about. Again, we go back to his, you know, June 2015 you know, initial declaration speech with, uh, you know, I don't know, how long did he go on for, 20, 30 minutes, but everyone just remembers one line or two lines about <laughs> how Mexicans are sending in their rapists and murderers yeah, and drug dealers or whatever the heck, and the press took one little thing and flew with it. However, so to the press, it was controversial, and how dare you say that, but to, to, as everyone can see now, and, is, and, and many people are shocked, most people, especially the pundits, the experts, the establishment Republicans that just thought, that's it, that's the end of Trump, see ya, his audience gelled with that and said, yeah, you're speaking my language. And so what really happened was this, this playing of the media is the media, the key is to get something the media thinks is controversial, so they give it attention, but your market loves it and eats it up and flocks to you. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you no, gave one about no the uh, the uh, the uh, contracting. I have a similar one. People that know me, I had a personal David and Goliath story where I was a uh, supporting uh, a marketing, a rather large marketing company, and I was one of their uh, certified advisors running my little local chapter. And the, <laughs> amazingly, the company was sold, and the new owners had a brilliant concept of like coming after me and trying to put me out of business and because I wouldn't, bottom line is I wouldn't go work for them. You know, they gave me an offer to go work for them. I said, of course not. I'm an independent entrepreneur. I will run this chapter, but I'm not going to work for you. And that was it. They were determined now to put me out of business. It was Goliath against little old David me. And long story short, a few months later, not only had I flattened them and they stopped trying to compete with me, but their CEO was fired. And uh, all hell was breaking loose at the company. Now, I'm not saying I, you know, take personal, you know, as if I personally caused that. I will say that my email and my inbox and my phone all blew up with thank you messages from employees of the company that they did give me the credit or at least a big part of the credit for getting that CEO fired because my, the, the David and Goliath ridiculous thing she did to me was just one of the things that she did. But, you know, that still to this day, everywhere I go, that's been three, four years ago, probably, and still to this day, every marketing conference I attend everywhere, people come up and ask me about it. So right. being this David versus Goliath, I mean, that, I don't know the exact date, if anyone does, but it goes back thousands of years to the David and Goliath story. That's one of the most, uh, uh, talk about gelling your audience around you. Everyone can rally around a David versus Goliath story. The hero is always David. So that's another way to do it is find a Goliath and make them your enemy, especially, here's the key, if you can find a Goliath that the media likes and make them your enemy, to the media that will be controversial. But to your audience, they will gel around you because you're the David. So that's really the key to the whole thing, isn't it? Absolutely. But yeah, and, and it's not even so much that the media likes, the, uh, uh, you know, that the media likes them, but there, there definitely is a... Um, and uh, uh, you know, in, in gambling circles, you, you'd call it a, a, a there, there's a there's a gap, there's a skew in the odds if you can get because the media. I mean, look, the media kind of lives in a bubble. Um, people in the media 
associate with on a daily basis a certain group of people. That's a, you know, and and you know, I mean, they they tend to be on the uh, on the mid higher level of a side of uh, of society uh, as far as economics is concerned, and they also tend to be uh, more liberal. Now, even folks who are in the conservative media, I would be willing to bet if you went through, and I, I mean, I'm not talking about. Um, uh, you know, like Savage, like Michael Savage, obviously not him, but for the most part. Well, let's just say it this way. It, 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 what it really is, it comes down to this whole concept of politically correct. So whether it is right. conservative or liberal media, in my uh, opinion, isn't really the issue. The issue is whether that, those members of that media believe that the general public sees this as a politically incorrect statement that, that you're making. So, for instance, Trump says, you know, Mexico's bad, and they're, gonna pay their tra- they're raping us in trade, they're sending over their drug dealers, or whatever the heck he said, and they're, we're going to build a wall, and the big, new, the big thing was they're going to pay for it, and all the media, you know, doesn't matter, conservative, liberal, anything, they laughed at the whole concept of that happening, of course, belying their in... Uh, their their non-experience in the business world. Like, Trump's a business person. He can make anyone pay for anything in some way, and yet all it was immediate evident to me that the whole media, it doesn't matter whether they're conservative, liberal, for him, against him, love Mexico, hate Mexico, this was an outrageous statement to them, and not to mention it was one they were totally, you know, if you're not up on it, you're down on it. They just didn't understand the whole concept of having Mexico pay for it, so they hauled off on that. That's an easy win for Trump. Well, well, forget having Mexico pay for it, which is you're absolutely right. They were clueless because of, a, uh, because of business. But most people are clueless because of business. They just assume that Trump has, will figure out how because he's a very successful businessman. But the thing that they really miss, the gap in knowledge that they really miss, is the gap between the, the regular person, the regular common person, and the people who they hang out with. The people who they hang out with don't vilify immigrants, but the common person sees an immigrant as real competition. They're coming in and they're taking, they're depressing our wages. They're keeping our, they're taking our jobs. They're, uh, they're taking, they're living on welfare. Well, that's a good point. So now the common uh, conservative feels that way. The common liberal also believes that way. He or she is just okay with it. They say we understand that they're taking our jobs, but you know, Americans don't want to do them or it's just the right thing to do or, you know, right, but, but we need but to be, because you're tired and poor. So you're right. It's not uh, whether where somebody comes from, but everyone believes that you just don't go off and say, hey, I'm against Mexicans. Right. Well, and that's, so, the, the, uh, particularly the Republican. I mean, remember, we're talking about playing to a, uh, playing to a group here. So you take, the, you take the average Republican and just the average working man Republican, and they're going to find, they're going to gel with Trump's statement, but the media... Even the conservative media, that's so far out of skew, like they have no reference for that because nobody who they know thinks that way. So now all of a sudden there's a gap, there's like an odd gap there that he can, you know, he can take advantage of because they can't, uh, uh, you know, because you're, 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 um, the media thinks, oh my God, this is going to shut him down. Oh my God, this is going to destroy him. Because everybody who they know thinks that him saying that is despicable. But in the truth, but the truth is that in the wide world, all the Republicans are not all the Republicans, but the working, the working class Republicans are cheering it because they're all saying the same thing. 
It's well, and it happens to, to be, as people are seeing, it's working-class Democrats, too, that are, that are over for Trump. So here's what yeah, I love, which you just did. Very elegantly, we have brought to a close by the clock on the wall today's episode, but you have led us into a tease for what tomorrow, what the next episode is all about, which is this idea of playing to your market, picking a target market and playing to them. So in a recap of today, what we're saying is to... Be controversial because the media loves controversy, and uh, you can be very brash like Trump and go after human beings with personal attacks, or you can do it more elegantly by picking a, an enemy that is more easily accepted, like the banksters or the big bad government is out after you or a David and Goliath story or, or something that the media or anyone politically corrects things, thinks you just don't do that. You just don't go off, you know, uh, talking bad about an entire nation of people who happens to be our neighbor. Uh, anything like that, so you get controversy, you'll get attention from the media. So that brings today's episode to a close. In the next episode, let's go more into detail what you just started to touch on, and I want to get into this a lot because this is another big topic, is the way Trump really targets the market, finds out what they want, and gives it to them. And that's what we want to do as business owners as well. Exactly. Perfect. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.